Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey. How are you doing? Hey, right. I'm doing all right. I'm I'm doing all right. How are How are you guys? How are you, Nick? Hey, hang I'm on. I'm doing good. I'm doing yeah? good. Great. It's been a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Roll the clip. Huh? Roll the clip. I, I can't. I don't have. I have nothing to say to you guys. Just the clip? roll the damn clip. Roll the damn clip. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, wow. I get well, it. For for those of us not in the know, if you've it. been hiding underneath a rock for the past week, Mr. Eddie Van Halen passed away at the age of sixty-five last week. Man, and uh, I think it came as a shock to all of us, myself included. So today, uh, we all thought that best way we could play, pay tribute is to do a an episode about Mr. Eddie Van Halen. What do you guys say? Down. Absolutely. I think it's uh, it's essential to pay a, a, a fitting tribute to this uh, icon and uh, inventor and virtuoso and so many things. So many things we're about to say about him. You I, know, I, I, I've been reading so much about him, like hoping to be able to, I don't know, do a fair tribute. So I hope this goes okay. Cool. Um. Well. Yeah, let's let's do a, a normal intro and then we'll get going. What do you say? Yeah, let's 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 get it started. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's right. With heavy hearts and heavy minds, this is episode 63 of mm-hmm. You Should Check It Out. And my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And uh, like we said, we're going to be paying uh, our, our respects uh, and saying farewell to Mr. Eddie Van Halen passed away last week from complications from throat cancer but um you know i'm gonna be honest guys i i you know was kind of once i heard the news i was mulling it over and i i really don't think that me personally if if, i I don't think that i'm the best voice for kind of reflecting eddie's legacy and his memory so if if you guys don't mind um i'd like to, to to call on a friend I, this oh. is kind of like me uh, at uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, it's, it's a lifeline. Uh, yeah, this is a lifeline. Exactly. I'm going to call the lifeline here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know if he's up. I, nah, he he's might asleep. just be like, he might be in Pasadena right now, like crying over Eddie's mm-hmm. grave. Or uh, but, uh, uh, roses you know, or we, something, yeah. We can catch him by cell phone, maybe. Let's, get, let's give Mr. Keith Grasso oh. a call. The biggest oh. Eddie Van Halen fan that I know. He was just okay. on the show. What are we going to give? All right, fine. Hey. <laughs> What can I say? Let's give let's give it a shot. Let's um, do it. Hold on. I just kinda... He's got a landline, I it, think. Yeah. Oh, well, you said cell phone, so it's four four. Oh yeah. Hello, baby. Whoa! There he is. Hey guys. <laughs> hey, hey, how are you guys doing? Did you just have that ready to go, man? Oh, absolutely. That's how I answer the phone, no matter what. No matter what time of day you call me, that's how I answer the phone. (laughs) You sounded good. You sounded really good. Thank you. I've been working on my pipes. That's great, man. That's great. That's fantastic. Well, welcome back to the show, Mr. Keith Grasso. And I I have to say, honestly, I wish it was under better circumstances. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. I've been thinking about you ever since I heard the news that my mind, first it went to Valerie Bertinelli. And then second, and went to Keith Grasso. Well, thank right. you, thank you. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, a certainly an unexpected tragedy to pile on to the other uh, unexpected tragedies yeah. of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, however, to me personally, I think this is uh, pretty tough. 
Yeah. 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 He's uh, he was definitely a hero to a lot of us. And um, you know, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, you know, it's it, it's been a lot to wrap my head around. I definitely, uh, upon hearing the news, was taken in such with such a shock and it's it's crazy because we had keith on two episodes ago keith picked a van halen song and what did i say i was like i'm in the middle of this huge van halen kick i <laughs> I, I, yep. I love this stuff it's all i'm listening to right now yep absolutely. and yep. for him to uh to go out two weeks later like that so like that first song right i was at, i was at a party maybe maybe like 10 days ago right be right before yeah, eddie before passed this happened right? and we put we, we were listening to like all kinds of cool like funk obscure stuff you know r&b and everyone was having a good time we we're playing pool and then out of nowhere at like 1 a.m i'm like all right hold on i got this song i want to put on and i i put that track on mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody there went into like a frenzy you know it was yeah i was just like man this stuff still holds up it still slaps it still just gets everybody amped up you it's know, amazing, and, uh, like the the guitar tone and the feel of it. Forty yeah. some years later, still is relevant and Isn't still grabs yeah. you and makes you pay attention. Think about other yeah. stuff that you listen to from the seventies or the eighties or even the nineties, and you can just yeah. instantly, when it comes on, the tone sounds dated, and yeah, you've heard it a million times, so it almost doesn't drop your jaw or make you turn your head, but just the opening lick yeah it's just yeah and it's you, you know? it's blues too you know it's not like it it, mm-hmm. it really to me i'm hearing the blues i'm feeling the yeah. blues it's a and blues feeling like yeah you know and so it's funny man i mean what a band but we'll get to the band we'll talk about i do want to i have to just jump right into like eddie though do and it. all his you know contributions he's he was just he had groundbreaking effortless technique on electric guitar that a lot of which he invented that you know you know that or that he you know no one had ever done before um yep. uh, upon watching interviews you like he a lot of the things he invented were just out of necessity because mm-hmm. like like he combined a fender with a gibson because mm-hmm. no guitar that was being made at the time <laughs> had the part you know could allow him to do what he needed to do yeah. right um and we'll get to all that even more but i just i we have to we have to talk about how just absolutely incredible his technique was and how he was actually like a true virtuoso. We just, we, we don't see this very much anymore. We, I don't know how often we've seen it, honestly, in human history, but this guy's like, yeah, this is well, a real virtuoso of the instrument. Yeah, the, na- the nature of virtuoso is that it's, it's somebody, it, it's not it's your unique, everyday- unique rub- scenario, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. not, not a run-of-the-mill player, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think no, practically no other piece proves that to me than <laughs> Spanish Fly from Van Halen 2 which is on an acoustic guitar Ooh, if anybody wants nylon string can, acoustic guitar yeah exactly yeah. let's fire let's that up that so just yeah okay. there's no cheating yeah. no cheating here <laughs> you know Oh, we got the whole song in there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he, I love how he weaves in the eruption solo into that. Uh, that mm-hmm. <laughs> Going to do it. Right. Man, just, just so off the charts. Just insanely precise. So precise. Yes. So precise. So much speed and huge ideas, like harmonically. Yeah. You know, like he's playing arpeggios and moving them through, you know, through like Baroque you yeah. know 
chord progressions, mm-hmm. compositions. They're they're real pieces of music, not somebody just shredding and and messing around. That that's a lot of people kind of lump Eddie into a group of mindless shredders sometimes. Uh, but if yeah. you listen to a piece like Eruption or Spanish Fly or Cathedral or you know even the outro solo to Jump, they're almost classically uh, inspired movements like they're right. real pieces of music mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah mm-hmm. man absolutely and you know he, he doesn't get enough credit but he you know for being a f- songwriter right you know he he, he wrote many chart topping hits mm-hmm. and you know it's uh he and the band you know it wasn't like he just wrote them himself necessarily all the time but uh, you know he wrote some of the most memorable synthesizer parts you know he was a pianist originally <laughs> right right um and again i can't wait to to get to his origin story which is just like fucking phenomenal but um <laughs> i, I want to play just one more thing because, because i i don't know if it, we need to like give him a big fat intro and like that, that <laughs> showcases everything so uh, let's 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 do one more clip and then we'll get okay. we'll take the deep dive into eddie's life all right okay this is, this is a chart topper. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I got to say, this is, I got to say, this is probably my favorite Van Halen track. There you go. Yeah. There he so. is. There he is. <laughs> I'm here. Hey, you <laughs> I'm not so worried about. You I'm not so worried about. <laughs> the chunkiest guitar tone I've yeah. ever heard in my life mm-hmm. with the phaser and that's oh, heavy for... drop D rock sound before <laughs> it, it was a thing <laughs> Greg's got the MXR phaser in Eddie Van Halen paint job ready oh. to go the EDH yeah yeah Keith's got like the signature guitar back there. He's probably got like the whole line. Which yeah, one? I got them all. Which yeah. one? <laughs> I was about to say, Keith. You know, right now on Reverb, you know that there's like a price oh war God. going on for uh, all the EVH guitars, and you're just sitting there like, yeah, I've been yeah. waiting this day <laughs> yeah. since 1998. Yeah. 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 Come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> Actually, yeah. where was where was Keith uh, on third last Wednesday night? Now that I think of it, no, <laughs> where was he? Yeah, no. no yeah. Keith, honestly, yeah. we we've we the first time you were on the show, we touched a little bit on your EVH guitar collection. A little bit. I, I, you said it was something in the range of eighteen to twenty guitars. Yeah, that, it's it's so? probably up there. I, I would say it's uh probably at least twenty pieces. Yeah, <laughs> and the amplifiers as well. Uh, I don't have quite as many amps, uh, okay. but I think I have uh, maybe four. EVH I see a 212 amps. combo in the background there. Yep, yep. Uh, and then there's a uh, 5150 head. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lunchbox head somewhere back here. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> different cabinets, 412 cab and, and uh, some other stuff. So I don't have all of the EVH amps, but I also have all of the amps that led to mm. the oh, wow. EVH, like the Plexi and uh, JCM yeah. 800s, 900s. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well, I, I really want to get into, Keith, you know, you're probably the, the, when I think of Eddie Van Halen, like I said before, I think of Keith Grasso, and I know 
you know everything about the guy. You've you've loved him since you were born, basically. Uh, so I want to hear about all of that. But but Greg, you've you've been doing some work and putting together some of the uh, Eddie's history. Oh yeah, um, and there's so much to go into. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that you know, in going through the history, we'll talk about the gear. It it, it, it all it's all connected. You know. <laughs> And we're going to actually need Keith to, to bust them all out and demo as we go chronologically. It's going to be a two-hour episode here, guys. Keith, yeah, yeah, yeah. Help also, you just get coffee before. give the wife and daughter a heads up, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's demo yeah, this exactly. EVH half stack. Hold on. Yeah. This far, I think they're ready to go. Yeah. I think they're yeah. ready for them. They know what's going on. Yeah. So... <laughs> So listen, Daddy's morning. You know, Daddy's morning. <laughs> Daddy's morning. Just put on your earplugs and pray. Um, yeah. So, look, I I learned a lot about Eddie in the last couple of days. There's some things that I sort of I pieced together, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But di- really digging in, he was born in Amsterdam. Right. So mm-hmm. he was he was Dutch, and his dad was a professional traveling musician and traveling around um, the world. Mm-hmm. Ended up in Indonesia where he met Eddie and Alex's mother, who's yeah. Indonesian, right? Mm-hmm. And they came back to Holland and it was just kind of a rough go because people were not very accepting of Indonesians apparently back then mm-hmm. in, in yeah. Holland. So they decided, well, at first Eddie's father joined the Air Force apparently to help pay the rent. And then I think it's possible, I, I, you may have to uh, correct me on this, but I think he started traveling abroad more ended up in Los Angeles and then came back to, to the Netherlands and said, we have to move there. Mm-hmm. And so they came on a, this is, this is my favorite part. They came on a boat to the United States wow. that his dad was like playing clarinet on to like pay for their tickets. <laughs> to wow. pay for the, the fee? Yeah, to, to pay for, yes, to, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, and I'm just like, wow. And then not only that, but Eddie and Alex had, were eight and 10 years old respectively or something like that. They'd been playing with their father in mm-hmm. certain gig situations. Wow. And they, the, they said on the boat, like, oh, your, your, son, your sons play too, let them play in the band. And then before they knew it, they were playing in the band and then the captain was inviting them for dinner and the captain's, you know, quarters, quarters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Um, God, is there something about cool. like first generation musicians, like first generation American musicians that like if their family, if their, fa- if their parents were immigrants, it just seems like there's something to that that gives them a special drive to make, to, to one to make that happen. I'm thinking of Frank Zappa. Um, first and for- foremost, but yeah. I, I mean, there's a bunch of other examples. I don't know. Is there yeah. anything to that? Well, the country yeah. was built I'm, on immigrants, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg, Greg Loman. No, I'm <laughs> Greg Loman, of course. But yeah, I could definitely relate. You know, I came from France when I was six years old. So I, don't really, I just, I didn't know that. I wish I'd known that about Eddie Van Halen when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It would have been I just thought he was a California yeah. dude. I thought he was just like a skater, sure. a skater boy, you know? Yeah. Sure. Uh, He's an American. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and you know, he, he, he was, and you know, obviously, but like the origin was, is Dutch and Indonesian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's, it's crazy really when you, when you put that, all that together and, um, but it is a uniquely so, American story. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it absolutely is. And so there's a, actually this fantastic, interview with him that I'd actually seen. It was filmed at American University, not far from where oh, wow. I used to live. And um, I actually pulled some quotes uh, from it. I'd love to play this one quote just to hear him talk about it. You can tell he gets very, it, it was a very, it's a very emotional thing for him to talk about. Mm-hmm. Would you mind playing that for me? Sure. Thank you. Music was just a common thread throughout our lives. Uh, we were born in Holland. Uh, music in the house. We used to stomp around the, the living room table with pots and pans, and and uh, uh, you know, marching around to listening to the big band, big band and march, marching music. And uh, we always liked things loud. Everything had to be loud, you know. Um, but uh, as we got older, um, we continued to take piano lessons, and uh, uh, my mom. Uh, had put us in these uh, contests, these annual contests. So you practice one piece of music all year long. And uh, I'm going way off the subject area. No, this is fascinating. Anyway, um, 
you practice one piece of music all year, and the funny thing is, I never learned how to read music. And uh, I fooled the teacher, I was just blessed with good ears. I'd, w I'd watch his fingers and, and emulate what he did. You know, He didn't find out until much later that I couldn't read. Uh, uh, he actually found out one time when he was playing a new piece of music, and he asked me to turn the page for him, and I'm sitting going, uh -oh. <laughs> he goes, what's the matter? You're supposed to turn the page. And I'm going, what? I can't read. He's going, what? <laughs> you know, this is after like five years of lessons with the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. dude. He goes on to say that uh, he actually ended up winning these recitals because they, they didn't allow you to have sheet music in front of you. So it was like, <laughs> it was like, it like you know, he and his brother kept winning the piano recitals out of like mm -hmm. thousands of kids. So they were definitely gifted. He had the ear, you know. Yeah, yeah ear. I mean, he says it right there. You know, he's like, I was blessed with good, good ears. I mean, no <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. So now he's in Pasadena with his brother, um, and they were getting bullied. You know, but bullied by the um, apparently like the you know the sort of well-to-do white kids in the neighborhood were picking on him, and it was and the black kids came came in and defended him and. Is that he said he he said that was an interesting, scary time, you know, for 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 them. So I just didn't That's know any of this. Interesting yeah. to think about, and you know, Pasadena, he's getting bullied by the white kids, you know, and the right. black kids had to come to his defense. That's 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 interesting. Yeah, it really is, you know. But then he he started hearing uh, this this I thought was interesting because of you too, Jay. Uh, that like his. He started hearing the Beatles, but then Eric Clapton. Yeah, man, yeah. Cream. He he effing loved Cream, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. like that's that's one that's of his favorite guitar that, player. That's kept me connected to to Eddie Van Halen is that he has always said that Eric Clapton is, is his favorite guitar player, yeah. as is yeah. you know mine. Uh, so anybody who uh, after <laughs> achieving what he has and doing what he's done and far surpassing Eric Clapton in terms of technical abilities like back in 1978. I mean, <laughs> he didn't have to keep repping Eric Clapton, but he always has, and I've always appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He he does say that he that he he didn't listen to him post-cream. Right. Nothing <laughs> nothing nothing post-cream. I'll take it. But I'll he take it. but he also but he doesn't li he didn't listen to like much music at all apparently. Yeah, <laughs> only what he's working on. He listens to himself. Yeah. What he's <laughs> you know? So um wow. Which, yeah, much like myself, are like that. Much like myself with podcasts, I only listen to this podcast and nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah, I can hear myself going on, the Eddie Van Halen of, of podcasts. What a lot's been going on, by the way. Just you know, Jay. <laughs> yes. Catch up. Really? Yeah. You should probably. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. fine. Later, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's so time-consuming these podcasts, though. Anyway, it is. Um, it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so now we've got the Van Halen brothers. They're both musically gifted. I think what happened is Eddie got a drum set, but then Alex was way better at it, and then and then vice versa. I think they they actually they swapped, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, right, right. And it, and Eddie says it was like destiny, you know, like they Alex got the guitar, Eddie got the drum set, but then they they once they switched, they were like, oh, you're like so good at this, <laughs> you know, and uh, and then they started jamming. He there's a there's a, you can hear all the details of these really cool stories in that American University interview but he got a Marshall and he didn't say in the interview which model it was Keith you might know which one it was it was a, it was a 100 watt he said the very yeah. first Marshall he got it was too loud super lead yeah it was a super lead okay yeah. so so he gets this super lead amp and it's like he he describes these stories it's fresh out of like back to the future it's like you guys are just too darn loud you know <laughs> like, like they, can't, they can't get any gigs because he's too loud and he's like put you know he's like putting the cabinet face down on the floor like turning it around like doing anything he can to like but it's just too loud so he gets this other head and it's from the uk and he and he plugs it in he's like i can't hear this thing i can barely hear it but it sounds amazing and he's like, what is wrong with it? And he realized, oh, because he's UK, it wasn't oh, the right voltage used, coming in. It's used yeah. to the wrong voltage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so then he never goes, heard that story. I didn't know that. Dude, get this though. So he goes to the hardware store and he, he's like, hey, is there anything you have, like some kind of transformer? That you, and they, he get, ends up getting like a light dimmer. Yeah. The and, then like, and then right? like, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. And so he, I've heard and he the hooks second half of this story. 
Oh, but that's how that's why it happened. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So 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 like a light dimmer was like his volume knob on <laughs> on his first gigs, you know. Because and that's he could the origin out... of like his brown sound, right? Yep. Yeah. More yeah. or less, right? The sagging voltage. Ridiculous? I didn't know it was because he bought the wrong amplifier from the UK. That's well, he yeah. thought the first one was broken or something. He's like, man, this is too loud. How can anybody use this? You know, let me get another one and see what's up with that. And that one was the UK one. Wow. That's hilarious, man. Fascinating, <laughs> yeah. right? So my question to you, Keith, like, have you, I, again, I can only relate it to Eric Clapton, like, I've gone back and listened to like his earliest recordings and you can tell like right away from like the days of like the Yardbirds, even though you can tell he's still figuring out his craft, like you can tell this guy's it's something. There. He's yeah. it's oh, different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Like, have you heard any of like really early pre Van Halen uh, recordings of Eddie or like, um, was it immediately apparent? Yeah. So there is floating around somewhere a audio of maybe six or eight songs from pre Van Halen one, like a backyard party Van Halen. Uh, And it's rough. Like the songs aren't quite all the way there. The vocal harmonies aren't all the way there. They're there, but they're not all the way there. Um, The guitar, the exclamation points that are put on the guitar playing and Mm -hmm. the tone are not all the way there yet, but it's amazing. And you can tell it's right. Eddie. You can hear the licks in there. You can hear kind of the the what I call the bone tone. You know, like yeah. it's his hands, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, yeah. Y- you can hear that. Uh, he could pick up any guitar and use any amp, and it would still sound like Eddie. You would know Eddie. You know, Isn't that um, amazing? so yeah, I have, and and it's amazing to to hear. Um, I'll have to kind of do some digging and see if I can find that stuff, but. Uh, Instantly, you could tell it was Eddie. And, it's cool, uh, right? Yeah. You know, it's like you think cool. about a guy like Eddie Van Halen, who just done so much technically accomplished stuff later on in his career and, and early on in his career, but still like so like so, from such an early age, knew where he was going and knew yeah. how to make that sound come out. Yeah, it's amazing. yeah. It's, yeah dude. There's uh, actually a uh, video clip that just surfaced the day after he died. And I'd never seen it before. It was from 1998. And uh, you guys might have seen it floating around, but um, he takes MTV on a I just tour. watched that right yeah. before. I just yes, right before it's, we it's came amazing. on the show. He it's takes awesome. him through a tour of Fifty One Fifty Studios, and he's just <laughs> talking to the guy, and uh, he's telling a story about how. Uh, his son got in trouble in music class <laughs> for um, ad-libbing in a Halloween song. And, yeah. uh, you know, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to sing it exactly how it's done. And Eddie says, you know, they call it music theory, not music fact. Right. It's not <laughs> fact. Doctors and yeah. lawyers are still practicing. They don't know right. it all kind of thing. And right. that was his how he approached everything. I wrote that nice. entire quote down. Yeah, oh, nice. awesome. that was my yes. only notes. Yeah, Thanks. I'm done for the evening. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. Man. Yeah. That's great. No. And he didn't he didn't get into theory and stuff like that. You know, he he just kind of he just used his ears the all the whole way. He, he just mm-hmm. had, that's how good his ears were. Yeah. You know, that he just yeah, it's it's pretty mind-blowing that he didn't know a lick of theory, couldn't read none of that shit. You know, never practiced scales. It's like you yeah. use it, he's using them all the time. Yeah. He just doesn't yeah. know what they are, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just so weird. So, yeah, like like Keith was saying, you know, they're playing these back these backyard parties. This is like early Van Halen. They get David Lee Roth, the dynamic frontman we all know, and uh, they start becoming a staple of uh, the LA music scene, which is you know blossoming at the at the, this is mid seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, although there wasn't a lot of rock and roll at the top of the charts right then and there, it was mostly disco. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like during that time, but they were getting a lot of attention from some labels and uh, Gene Simmons was courting them very hard (laughs) and he brought them out to New York I think to sign with maybe uh, his label like a subsidiary of Sony or something and they just didn't click for whatever reason they went back to LA and then two years later they got signed to Warner Brothers and recorded their their debut album which the very first clip of of this show uh, I'm the one is on a lot of great songs on that. Ain't talking about yeah. love. Running with the devil. Eruption, which is his like you know his famous uh, guitar solo. Um, you know, crying. it's cons- so many J- great songs. Yeah, it's cons- yeah, it's considered one of the best debuts in rock history, and it and it did real obviously very very well. 
definitely um, one of those debuts that they could just stop there and they would still been yeah. you know, legendary. Yeah, records. some bands need a couple records to get going and they were just guns blazing. You know, it's pretty ridiculous. And there's actually another, if there's, if you want to play the second clip from that interview, he to hear it out of his own mouth is even better. It was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, uh, by the time the first record came out, we had worked so hard to make that record, to get to that point. Uh, don't forget, we, uh, being a rock and roll band in 1977, 78, uh, it's kind of what it's like today, uh, except back then it was punk and disco uh, that was, you know, uh, dominating the charts. There's no rock and roll to be heard of. Let me start by saying I, I was never happy. I guess what drives me to, um, to tear things apart uh, is some of it is necessity and some of it is just experimenting because I'm always pushing things past where they're supposed to be. It's, uh, I hate to bring up Spinal Tap, but you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, while they're going to 11 at the yeah, at the time, I was already going to 15. <laughs> yeah, I was I was already way past that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's for you, Nick. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a Spinal Tap reference for you, buddy. Yep, uh, I had it. I had it noted. My man. <laughs> this, one, my man. this one goes to 11, and Van Halen goes to 15. <laughs> so that Andy. first uh, that first Van Halen record was that. Was that your first intro to to them, Keith, or what was your first intro to? Uh, well, my real first intro to them was uh, in 1986, uh, back when MTV still played music. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they would play full concerts, so there's a concert from 1986. It's the very first tour with Sammy, and the concert video is called "Live Without a Net." And there is, and you guys have probably seen it circulate on Facebook and everywhere a million times, there is a uninterrupted Eddie Van Halen 15-minute guitar solo. <laughs> and he's basically playing bits of Eruption, bits of Spanish Fly, bits of Cathedral, stuff like that. And uh, I was sitting on the foot of my bed uh, as a young guitar player, and I saw this guy <laughs> uh, with this crazy-looking everything you wanted your guitar to be in the 80s with the whammy bar and, you know, just flashy and and cool looking, sitting on the lip of the stage, playing this guitar effortlessly, blowing smoke rings and grinning. And, (laughs) you know, the crowd's going wild. They pan out and show all the people in the crowd. And kind of right then and there, I was like, man, this is it. Like, this is my thing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my guy. Found it. You know, (laughs) and, and, and that moment has really set the course for everything going forward in my entire life, like can trace back to Eddie Van Halen in that moment. We would not be talking here right now tonight. John, I I wouldn't even know you. I believe, Keith, but if... if, Okay, if you say so. I wouldn't know you if if I didn't initially get into, you know, take that path because... It would be really weird to know a Keith Grasso without Eddie Van Halen in your life. I'll I'll admit that. (laughs) You'd be a dentist or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, when you think about BDS. it, like... You, you, you do have great teeth, Keith. You got thanks, great teeth. Thank you. Uh, that moment, you know, got me into guitar, got me into playing, got me into working in the business. I met you working in the business. We wouldn't be, you know, on yeah. this path. All right, fair enough. But, but that was my introduction. But talking about, like, his technical innovations, I mean, that's 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 pretty incredible. Like... He's been credited with so many innovations, like hardware. I'm not talking about like technique. Of course, he has right. all the techniques. Sure. But I'm talking about the actual hardware. He's yeah, he's yeah. really an, an inventor in his own right. He he has three patents mm-hmm. <laughs> related related to guitars, and I there may even be more not related There's to guitars. Way but, more. Oh, is, are there? Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. Uh, the, the ones I have written down are: I, I, he has a folding prop to support a guitar in a flat position. Yep. So he so he can like kind of play it almost like play it like a piano. Right. Uh, a tension adjusting tailpiece and an ornamental design for a headstock. Yep. But uh, he, he wasn't. He, he was credited with with uh, designing the Floyd Rose with Floyd Rose, correct? Yep. Yeah. What else, Keith? What else do you, do? Do you know well, anything else? He was uh, kind of the uh, inventor of the Super Strat. So all those companies, uh, Wayne Charvel and Gerber Jackson, basically took off 
with a lot of Eddie's original designs. Sure. Um, Eddie is also a partner in a company that I'm pretty close with, uh, FU Tone. Uh, which oh. I don't know if you guys have, have seen them, but they hold a lot of patents under that brand that aren't specifically Eddie, but uh, the Drop D Tuna is one, mm-hmm. um, replacement br- brass blocks, uh, titanium hardware upgrades. Um, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a Brian May type of figure. You know, like Brian May made his first you know, the, the red yeah. special guitar yeah. and that he played throughout the rest of his life. Just kind of has that has that knack i guess that he got from his father to for inventing like, if you want something go out and make it yourself figure it out you know, yeah you don't you, yeah. Have, you don't have the money use your hands kid you, yeah. you use your hands <laughs> yeah. exactly but yeah it's um there's there's so much to to go on and on about with this guy it, it's just he's so prolific and they they after the debut album they were cranking out i think like an album a year they, they kept their same producer on this guy ted uh templeman and they were just cranking out. So what was it? Van Halen two, women and children first. What what came after that, Keith? You, you know. Fair warning. Yep. Ah, Thank you, Nick. My, good, yeah. Nick. Good job. Yeah. Nick knows. Nick knows. Nick's our historian. <laughs> and then you have yeah. Diver Down. And Diver then, Down uh, and the final Roth Air uh, album, nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Which which has like jump and uh, hot for teacher, with like just these classic Panama, songs. Yeah. Panama. Panama. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's just Really good stuff, and some of these these albums were like almost like a half hour, right? Is it no, like yeah. a lot of them were short. Yeah, almost you know? almost punk in like ethos. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, and he ta- he he references that uh, himself that way. He's like, I'm just a punk kid who played guitar. Yeah, he, you know, he, he's mm-hmm. pretty like humble you know, he doesn't he yeah. yeah exactly humble in that way. But he also married uh, the soap opera actress Valerie Bertinelli, who Jay mentioned very early on in the episode. <laughs> And I guess yeah, they uh, so he, he he was be, he became pretty famous. And then I would say uh, one of the most famous things that he did was he played on this Michael Jackson song that everybody knows. <laughs> and not everybody knows that he it's him. But uh, Quincy Jones called him, and he apparently kept hanging up on Quincy Jones because he didn't believe it was him. <laughs> um, and uh, he he went in to play on this classic track. Jay, you got to spin this one, baby. Come on, I give can it do to it. Him. You can't beat it. Nah. ever think of the weird Ayakovic version of that? Yeah. <laughs> where where he goes it. up to the Eat it. it just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh man. Class. That's good stuff though. And apparently when uh when they were recording that, you know, Michael Jackson was like, "All right, hey, hang on. I'll be right back, guys. I got to do a video shoot." And then he left, you know, and uh apparently Eddie was like, "Uncanny, right, well, by we, the we, way. We, we, we need we need to uh it's like yeah. he's here. <laughs> Yeah, we need to uh, we, we need to rearrange the song, you know, uh, to make the solo work better. And then AMJ, you know, and he just went ahead and did it. He had the he had the engineer do it. And when AMJ came back, you know, and uh, you know, he, this is what he what sounded did, what like. What did he say? He, he, what did he say? He said he said, "Hey guys, hey guys, I'm back from the uh, from the video shoot. Uh, what's going on? Did, how'd it Sweet. go? Hey, nothing nothing much nothing much, AMJ. Uh, what do you think of the what do you think yeah. of the solo? We did a little Wait. moving around. You want to hear it? Uh, uh, did you say moving around? What What do you mean? I, just <laughs> no. just, re- just rearrange. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> yeah. No, but apparently, and you know what what, what I read is that uh, you know Eddie said, "Hey, listen, man, I I hope you don't mind, but I I wanted to rearrange some things." And uh, his response, Michael Jackson's response, was, "I'm really happy that you cared enough about this song to try to make it better," and they kept it, you know, um, which is is such a cool thing to hear, you know, because. 
Yeah. When you when you're trying to make hit records and it's like yeah. or any well, anything. It doesn't have to be a hit record. Guys, yeah. Both of these guys have tremendous ego. I mean, have tremendous success, so yeah, could have exactly. easily gone a very different way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, but and you this listen- is on tape too, right? Like, it's not like, you know, <laughs> yeah. this was like what have, I don't even know if you could undo what he did. Yeah, there's no <laughs> right? There's no control yeah. Z, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so that was my point, you know. You listen <clears> to that solo and it's just like who in their right mind who in their right mind comes up with that for yeah. the like Michael Jackson comes to you and, and now granted he's already Eddie Van Halen so yeah, you know you want some wanted. trick bring, stunt guitar stuff you. Yeah. but yeah. that is just so off the wall yeah. oh, that's another reference <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where do you come up with that crap and all we yeah. were talking about this uh when we were talking to Keith last time like the bridges in Van Halen songs are so off the wall. Mm-hmm. You just got yes. this like straight ahead, pretty much standard rock tune. It's great. The guitar yeah. sounds great. The bass sounds. And then you come to the bridge and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it, all of a sudden it's prog. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. That's how his mind works. I mean, that's who yeah. he is. I mean, that's yeah. it's great, man. And he saw he says another thing in that interview. Interviewed how Alex, the drummer in Van Halen, was just. Straight up rock. That's what he liked. That's what he liked. Eddie liked Prague and fusion. You know, mm-hmm. and we haven't talked. We haven't talked about Alan Holdsworth yet, but you know that's coming up. Um, <laughs> and uh, another one of Eddie's vi- favorites. Yeah, I think I think he liked him more than Eric Clapton. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but um, yeah, right. No wrong. But uh, <laughs> he also um, he also mentioned David Lee Roth like disco, but that was the soup. Is like hard, mm-hmm. like straight up rock, with a few with a prog fusion, with a prog fusion guitar guy and and a disco a, singer, a disco <laughs> singer. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense when you think about it that way, right? And yeah. then a bass player is just going whatever single note he's told to play. That's what yep. he plays. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, man. They really did not give him a lot of freedom on that bass. Like when you, I've been listening to these tracks, it's like constantly just somebody's got to somebody's got to stay within some kind of boundaries. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, like, that's true. Yeah. Everyone true. else is just going completely off the rails. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, so I mean, look, I could go on and on. The last thing I'll say about the history of Van Halen, as far as I know, you know, is that basically, as Keith mentioned, that you know, the the sixth uh, final David Lee Roth era album was 1984 and then he was replaced by sammy hagar and that's how i first heard van halen was with this it was in the van hagar era as it's often Mm -hmm. referred to right um my introduction to van halen was crystal pepsi dude right now (laughs) oh yeah that's right oh yeah yeah. yeah. why are we playing that clip come on I mean, That's a great song. you know, I, yep. I almost pulled it. I almost pulled it up. It's really deep song, man. Like the, the video, the, the video for it was like, not, I, I heard not the, the commercial, song, the actual, not the Crystal Pepsi commercial. Yeah. That's deep too. Uh, you're right. You're right though. It was. <laughs> Sold a lot of yeah. product. Won an Addy Moved award or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it did. I think you're right. Yeah. The, uh, the thing with that, that song, you just couldn't get, you heard it everywhere you went. And I remember going to uh, a friend's, cousin's house for like a party these people were from peru and uh i went to this kid's house and i mentioned that i like the song right now they're like oh i have that do you want me to like dub it on a tape for you and i was like oh my god that'd be amazing and so he put it you can do live live here yeah live right here right now yep yep he put like a bunch of songs on that not the entire thing but like a bunch of songs from that which also had like why can't this be love and like Dreams on one side the- of the tape and then the other t- tape he was like would you want anything else i was like uh and i was looking through the cd and he had get a grip by aerosmith so one side <laughs> of this tape was get a grip oh wow the other one that's was Van Halen. And, and so i it was one of my very first like cassettes yeah, and i was just a, wearing it out oh my that's man. a great 1994 <laughs> mixtape yeah <laughs> 1994 93 that's what i was gonna say yes it's amazing yeah so anyway i will <laughs> leave well, the I, floor to you guys you know i always think back to i i actually insider knowledge i actually dj'd keith's wedding oh and uh <laughs> and uh yeah i you know as you do as a dj you ask them you know what the bride and groom want to hear <laughs> on the dance floor <clears throat> uh, um. and uh the, his his of course i i don't know if you 
if you consulted with your wife at all, but um, she was married. Me, you don't have to. You know, right. this is coming. Yeah, <laughs> standing on top of the world was their yep. number one pick. I think that's yeah. what you came in. You, you walked into exactly the reception it. to. Yeah. Yep. Did I nail the a, intro? You had a beautiful like interpretive dance to eruption, though it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's very special. Very avant garde. Yeah. It's really groundbreaking. <laughs> groundbreaking technique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but on, honestly, Keith, I mean, like, I know that the guy is, I, I've always given you a bunch of crap over the years for liking Eddie Van Halen because you liked him at a time when it wasn't popular to like Eddie Van Halen, right? And I, I don't know if that's coming back. I don't know if it'll ever come back, but you've always been his his biggest fan. So I, I would just like to open the floor to you to to say what you'd like to say. And, and, and my question to you is, First of all, why? Bird why? clock, shut it. <laughs> <laughs> Always bird clock claims the, to be the having a thing here, guys. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Bird clock, bird clock claims to be a bigger fan than than Keith. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, apparently, bird clock has twenty one of his oh. signature guitars. Yeah, <laughs> that explains the mess this basement's in. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. On behalf of bird clock, I apologize. No all worries, right. no worries. So my question is to you, Keith. First of all, why Eddie Van Halen? Like, what is it about him? that that makes him a driving force in your life but okay the floor is yours sir so early on when i found eddie van halen i thought that i found my thing you know what i mean like this mm-hmm. is me this is who i am and uh it really gave me the kick in the ass to really learn the guitar and master my craft because if you've ever watched him play it looks effortlessly he is in total control of yeah. that instrument and totally confident and not worried, not uh, overthinking things. It's enjoying an himself too. Yeah, enjoying himself. It's an extension it's of who intuitive, he is. Intuitive, yeah. Yeah, and then when you listen to the music, there is a underlining sense of energy and an underlining sense of positivity, mm. and uh, I think that that has always been a big motivator for me. It's driving. You know, Van Halen is not a band where you like, you know, sit in the corner in a dark room and cry <laughs> to yourself. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah. You you push, you make things happen, you move forward. It's just real positive, upbeat music. Yeah. It's uh, like the Keith Grasso, like freaking, that's like you. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it's ingested like into my, yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> And I, I mean, Eddie is, uh, you know, you talk about a popular time or an unpopular time to, to be a fan or like Van Halen or Eddie Van Halen. Eddie uh, will tell you himself that he is a musician. He's not a rock star. He's not a fad. He's not, uh, uh, you know, a, a celebrity personality. He's a musician. Yeah. And he wanted to be until the day that he died. And there's something uh, that I think that we can all really respect and, and learn from that. I, I, I'm not sure that he cared if his album went number one or not, as long as he could, you know, work at his craft. There's, yeah. Yeah. there's thousands and thousands of hours of music recorded at 5150 Studios that, um, you know, hopefully one day we'll get to hear. But, you know, people always say, well, they haven't done anything since, you know, 1998 or something that's not true i think every day you know he's working away at at creating and uh you know coming up with new new sounds new melodies new techniques uh so it's been a constant inspiration and uh it's uh certainly put me on the path that i've been on and uh the lessons and and the positivity and and uh the inspiration has been amazing to be able to just channel that from afar. And it's really sad because I I felt like over the last couple of years, uh, I've kind of like slowly gotten closer to the inner circle of Van Halen and, and Eddie, you know, and like, I, I know people now one or two people removed from Eddie's circle, you know, and I'm always hearing all this stuff that's inspirational or seeing these pictures that I'm not supposed to see or like all this nice. cool stuff, you know? And, uh, did you ever uh, get to meet him? I never got to meet him. No, oh, I've, sorry. uh, sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, I did meet a couple years ago, Michael Anthony, and I think I told you guys this at mm-hmm. a, uh, 
at a restaurant and uh, talk some Van Halen with him, which is pretty pretty nice. awesome. Yeah, but uh, that was terms, awesome. <laughs> he just yeah. gave single syllable, single syllable answers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You remember Van Halen? That time you were in Van Halen. That was yes. awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, time oh, did that song Panama. Dude, there's so many awesome. so many cool stories about um about Van Halen and uh, one thing that's on Panama. One of my favorite stories that I that I heard, and yeah, not I don't know how much of a Dimebag Daryl fan you are, Keith, but I was definitely a huge like Pantera fan uh, in high school and uh, a little post post high school as well. Um, and I would say Dimebag Daryl, that you know, another like I would call him more of a prodigy. You know, I mean, not to you know, but I I I I can't put him in the same category as Eddie. No. But he was still a freak, <laughs> yeah. still an absolute freak on guitar. And he got, a lot of the stuff he got from Eddie. And I'm sorry, can you clarify a little bit? You're saying that Dimebag Daryl was a prodigy, but not a what? Virtuoso, virtuoso excuse virtuoso. me. Virtuoso, okay. Great. Yeah, yeah. But one of my favorite stories, and this, is, this really touched me when I heard it, because Dimebag, unfortunately, died very young, much younger yeah. than Eddie, um, violently. And um, apparently... At Dimebag's funeral, Eddie showed up with like the guitar from the first Van Halen album. Second and one. Put it, yep. Second one. Yep. And he put it in. Wow. And, uh, and they were like, I guess, I think it was Vinnie Paul, Dimebag's brother, who said this in, in, in an interview. He's like, we, like, Eddie Van Halen walked up and, and did that. And if I, I, if I had told him when he was alive, like, dude, at your funeral, Eddie Van Halen is going to show up and put that guitar in your casket. Yeah, he would have said, amazing. kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which is uh, really, yeah. Wow. So, you know, it's. I think that there was actually a lot. I know he, some people say he was, He might have been like a, you know, rough and tumble guy. I don't know. I'm sure not every interaction that he had with every single person on planet Earth while he was here was good. But he definitely did try to be like a you know like a, hu a real human being about these things and yeah it's um, interesting like the the things that i've heard about him because i i just know third party i i never really watched any eddie van halen interviews before he passed unfortunately but like watching him in interviews like he seems like a really genuine guy like he seems like he seems, mm -hmm. really doesn't seem anything like the kind of caricature that was painted of him I yeah, think that's... I think the laser focus that the guy had uh, allowed him to kind of block out anything that wasn't within that view, and and to those that maybe were trying to get in from the side mm. and and were kind of tossed to the side, maybe yeah. didn't feel great about it. But I mean, that can be said for a lot of our our favorite artists, to be honest. I mean, yeah, Zappa was kind yeah. of a dick, you know. Well, <laughs> um, they, they, and they were they they got along though. Apparently, uh, uh, there's stories of uh, Eddie going and and jamming at Frank's house with Steve oh, really? Vai. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because 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 Vi was very yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. and that's Vi way too many on, notes uh, in one place. Oh my god, all the notes. Uh, <laughs> Vi played in David Lee Roth's side uh, solo project, mm -hmm. and so apparently, like, but they ended up being really good friends, even though you would think they might not be because of the tension that Eddie had with David Lee Roth, yeah. and now his new stunt guitarist guy is coming in, right. and right. but apparently they really hit it off. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, there's there's a lot of cool stories, and then uh, obviously the Alan Holdsworth stuff, which I think I've even talked about already on this show, but um, how he supported this young, that this struggling English, another freak. I would put Holdsworth in the virtuoso column, to be honest. But uh, it, it, apparently, he was the one guitarist he couldn't figure out. That that's like the famous quote that uh, <laughs> Halen said about Holdsworth, and I think it's because he couldn't figure it out because Holdsworth's music theory was like super deep yeah and like yeah. very really got, very yeah. layered and like eddie just didn't had never really taken step one in that direction mm -hmm. yeah. but they both ended up on like the opposite eyes the opposite ends of the, like the shredding spectrum sure you know yeah, sure but but all but we're also very similar and just both such badasses and there's a there's cool stories about those two guys they're, they're yeah. like legends to me there's actually so. a lot of really cool Eddie Van Halen generosity stories out there mm -hmm. in terms of helping and supporting other musicians. I think uh, in the 
early 90s when Eddie started to have his own gear. You know, his Music Man endorsements and his PV amp endorsements and later on to his PV guitars. He would find artists that were, uh, you know, either local artists or, um, you know, kind of upstart bands that uh, would either open for Van Halen or would be playing, you know, roughly the same circuit. And he would give them, I mean, what would be tens of thousands of dollars Mm. of gear. He gave... Early on, 1995, Collective Soul is a young starting band. Wow. Stacks really? and stacks of amplifiers and Music Man That's guitars awesome. and basses. Alice in Chains, Jerry Cantrell, yeah. Yeah. is a huge Van Halen fan, and he gave him. There's a story. Jerry says he was on tour. They had toured early on uh, with the Right Here, Right Now album that you dubbed on cassette tape. They were <laughs> an opening act for, for some legs of that tour. And Eddie would always go out of his way to befriend the guitar players. And Jerry continued on tour and he got home and there was two 5150 PV stacks and two Music Man guitars <laughs> in his driveway that had been dropped off by UPS. I think uh, about five years ago, Eddie gave like 250 PV Wolfgang guitars to the California public school system. Uh, Yeah, I mean, imagine being a kid (laughs) taking guitar. And, and trying to figure out the detune system. Yeah, and here's <laughs> like a pile yeah. of Eddie Van yeah. Halen guitars. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. how do I change the string on this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you need an Allen wrench. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. But I think that that's, that's, that's really beautiful. Cool. That's beautiful. That's and that awesome. uh, you know speaks totally. to the kind of human that he was, not just the personality that we see, you know, through pictures and, and, you know, music videos and stuff. Sure. Definitely. And I love that Jerry Cantrell story. I actually just saw that on a, an interview with, with him, with Jerry Cantrell. I get right before any of this happened and right before, before Eddie, Eddie went down and, um, it it was strange. Like the confluence of events, us talking about having Keith on the show and then talking to Eddie Van Halen, like, the week before so yeah so was this completely out of the blue eh, i would say like it, we, we there's throughout the years there's been murmurs that he's Whispers like not doing well not doing well and then all of a sudden he's better but then yeah. actually like a week before he passed there was a, a a photo i know i saw of him that was floating around where he really did not look very good and i was like a little worried but i was like i'm not gonna you know stress about it like he's yeah. you know what, what can you do, you know? But because every time it had come up, he'd gotten better, you also kind of figure like, ah, oh, you know, he's been battling this for, this is, it wasn't, the diagnosis wasn't new. But yeah. the, yeah. but it, but it's, but it did hurt, it hurt, you know, it hurt finding out that he, that he was gone, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah, well, um, absolutely. Well, before we go, we had another clip from that uh, interview that actually touched yes. upon something that Keith had brought up. Absolutely. Um, talking about uh, musicians and uh, old age. Can we play that real quick? Absolutely, it. please. You know, it's 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 something that if you're a musician, you just play until the day you die. You know, it's not like uh, you know, I can't wait to turn 65 and retire. It's not that kind. Of, it's not. You know, it's, it's it's not an ordinary job. You know, um, it, it it can be work. Sometimes it's it's like what's, what's the saying? Uh, uh, it's. You, you you play music, you don't work it. By the times it can be hard work to be able to play it. Man, there's there's, I'm there's a, actually I'm, I'm getting a little misty over here. Oh, dude, no, it's, <laughs> and you know it's what's what's really sad, you know, prophetic about that quote is he's like, what you know, you can't just you know quit at sixty five, but he, oh, which is exactly God, how old he was. Yeah, you know. Um, so you know it's uh, it's really heavy, but there's another what one other quote from that uh, interview, and I, I uh, we didn't capture it, but um, somebody asks him, "Hey, I, I've I've waited my whole life to ask talk to you, and I just want to have one question for you. What musician who's no longer with us would you want to jam with? Which non-living musician would hmm. you want to jam with?" And he goes, "I think I'd like to jam with my dad again." You know, Aww. and I was like, I was like, holy, 
<laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, like was not yeah, expecting like, that one. Oh. No, it's, oh, man, I'm just saying my like heart. <laughs> I know, it's really he he had a a way about him, I think. And I I, I don't know. I hope that I hope that history shows him as being like a compassionate, brilliant guy and not just some like, you know, cracked out rock star. I you know? I I definitely think that's going to be the case. I think, yeah. I think so. Yeah. All right. So anybody, at least anybody who hears this podcast will think so. Well, right? well no, I mean, I, honestly, just, just go through anybody's list of like influences, right? And that's how these things, yeah. that's how that's how the legends remain, you yeah. know, is is, mm-hmm. is all of the players that remain that cite, you know? Yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And yeah, yeah. You think of all the 90s rockers, like you mentioned, Jerry Cantrell, you think of, oh, uh, yeah. you know, Weezer. I mean, that's, Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, they ripped off their logo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can see it behind Jack you. White on Saturday Night Live. Jack, did you see that? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing a guitar that Eddie designed for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I didn't know Eddie had designed a guitar for Jack White. Yeah. Did you? I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then fingerprints are everywhere. It's amazing, really. Yeah. 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 Exactly. His fingerprints are everywhere, and it's it's also going to be interesting to see what happens with you know kids who are like five years old now like our kids yeah who like you know they've heard it but they don't necessarily understand what it means you know the yeah, weight the context, that, that, right. that kind that kind of talent has is so rare you know so yeah. mm-hmm. anyway i don't know if there's well, anything we had one, to say man we had one other clip but i think uh keith again if i can put you on the spot do you want to pick a final song for us and any final parting shots any final words either yeah i, I think that um I think the world will never be quite the same without Eddie. I think that music will never be quite the same without Eddie. He leaves a really large shadow, and I think that uh, he touched a lot of people and created a lot of things that we take for granted every day. And uh, I think that his legacy and his music uh, will live on for generations to come. No doubt. Uh, I don't think that uh, in our lifetime that we'll ever see somebody accomplish and change music and the way guitar is played ever again, probably. So, probably. I hope you're wrong, but you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think not for any, not for any, yeah. not for any negative reasons. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> Eddie would say that too. But uh, I, I will also say that uh, one really cool thing that I heard that kind of put a smile on my face was uh, a couple days ago, Howard Stern had tried to reach out to Sammy Hagar and uh, Sammy wasn't really ready to talk about it yet. Hmm. Uh, But he did, uh, you know, and they've long feuded since uh, the initial split up in 96 and, and after the quick six month reunion in 2004. And uh, Sammy did mention that uh, since the start of the year that they had been in communication and uh you know been texting and and uh they hadn't made a big deal about it because they didn't want the media attention about the reunion and uh that they've kind of buried the hatchet and uh and left things in a, in a positive way so that's good to hear too that's good. That is good yeah man yeah. well thank you so much for coming on man keith Absolutely. it wouldn't thank have you been having me it wouldn't have been a mo- evh memorial show without you on there so <laughs> thank you so much man and uh my condolences and uh thanks Indeed. for your your input and your your opinions. Indeed. Appreciate it. What song should we go out on? Yeah. Let's go out on right now. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Uh, and that <laughs> is from the album. For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. <laughs> oh, right. Of course. <laughs> of course. Who For doesn't unlawful that? Come on. Right. <laughs> Come on. All right. You should check it out. Episode 63. Signing off. Farewell, Keith. Eddie. Yep. Thank, thank you, guys. Nick. Thank, thank, you. thank you, guys. Greg, thank you. Thank Greg. you all yep. so much. Cheers, y'all. Stay safe.